0: Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast. My name is Aseman Bailey, and joining me today is Ori Benatar. The fourth week of Premier League matches is upon us. The last before the first international break, and the First Nation League matches. That's going to be pretty fun, but we're not going to get into that right now. We're going to talk a little bit about... The Champions League and the Europa League draws that just occurred these past couple of days. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of our favorite matchups, how we think the EPL teams are going to do, and just have a little bit of more of a European podcast today. But uh, Ori, I wanted to ask you, you've seen the Champions League group stage, you've seen the draw. What? Let me ask you, what do you think is your favorite matchup that you're very excited to see?
1: Oh, it has to be PSG and Liverpool. For me, PSG and Liverpool have the best front threes in the world right now. Mbappe, Salah, Neymar, Cavani, Firmino, Mane, all on the same pitch, plus so many others. That Those two games are going to be incredible. And the first game of Group C at Anfield, Liverpool against PSG. So Napoli is going to pose a challenge for both those teams. But PSG and Liverpool in the same group. Those are two Champions League favorites for me. The only group where we have two potential winners together.
0: Mm, That's a pretty good matchup. I mean, that entire group, Group C, which includes Red Star, Belgrade, and Napoli, as well as Liverpool and PSG, is probably the most entertaining group in the Champions League this year. Um, Liverpool, Napoli, and PSG are probably three of the best teams in the world. Uh, Napoli has a real chance to maybe win Serie A and take it away from Juventus with Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, In the dugout, this is also Ancelotti's going to be facing against PSG, his former club. Uh, Liverpool made it to the Champions League final last year. So, I mean, this is a pretty stacked group. Um, If I had to pick my favorite kind of matchup that I'm really excited to watch, it's definitely going to have to be Juventus versus Manchester United. Ronaldo returning to Old Trafford, this time with Juventus. It's going to be, I think it's going to be really exciting simply because I think Manchester United is going to, they need to qualify from their group, and they're not exactly in the easiest group in the world. That Juventus game could mean so much. It could mean a, p- a possible meeting with either Barcelona or Bayern if they come in second. It could change their entire season if they do not perform well against Juventus. And Juventus, as we know, has the pedigree of making it to the Champions League finals. They know how to win. Uh tourno- you know, they know how to win in these kind of you know group stage matches, and they all they're also extremely talented. Um, I think it's gonna be exceptional to watch. And also Jersey M- Mourinho, if they fail in Europe this season like they did last year, um, it's over for him, I think. Maybe they don't fire him, but I think he's going to
1: step down and that's going to be the end of the Mourinho era. Yeah, that's kind of the big headline matchup. I mean, don't don't also forget that Paul Pogba returning to Turin. So we have a Ronaldo reunion and we have a Pogba reunion. So Juventus and Man United has all the storylines and is going to be sick. But... While C and H are impressive groups and have some impressive teams, I think that Group B is the group of death. Barca, Tottenham, PSV, and Inter. All four of those teams can get out of their group. Uh, This Barcelona team is probably at its most vulnerable, since this is their first Champions League in uh, like a decade or so, without Xavi or Iniesta. And Barcelona is going to be getting results in La Liga, but this is the perfect group to see if they're for real in Europe. Tottenham is playing out of their skins right now. PSV is trying to come back as one of the top teams in Holland with Herving Lozano as sort of their superstar. And then Inter Milan, the last Italian team to win the champions league back in 2010, they're trying to recapture former glories and leading them is Ivan Perisic, the Croatian world cup star. That is my group of death for me. And then there's just some groups that are complete jokes. Group D, Locomotive Moscow, Porto, Schalke, Galatasaray. Locomotive got lucky. They're in a position where they could actually get out of their group. Porto and Schalke I look at as the favorites. Bayern Munich got an easy draw. Man City got an easy draw. Real Madrid got a pretty easy draw. Atletico not so much, but there's a, there's probably only three groups in here that I would consider, um, but probably three or four where three teams could get out of the group.
0: Yeah, and you know, we'll get into it a little later, but when you have these kind of groups where you have three really good teams, one of those teams is going to drop to the Europa League, uh, which is going to make it much more difficult for teams like Arsenal and Chelsea to uh, use their Europa League as a way to get into the Champions League in case they don't make it top four this season. But uh, to talk a little bit about that Group B matchup, uh, as you mentioned, Tottenham is going to be there. Now, Tottenham has basically replaced Arsenal as the perennial fourth place, or you know, obviously they, they've finished better than fourth place last year, but they're the North London team that gets to... Gets to the privilege to play Barcelona or Bayern Munich in the Champions League um and it's going to be really interesting to see how Tottenham is able to deal with these going to the Camp Nou uh playing against Messi, playing against Suarez. You know, this is still a young team and it's interesting to see if they can actually really come of age. Of course, they beat Real Madrid last season at Wembley. They played them very tough in the Bernabeu. Um Tottenham is a very good team, but we're going to have to see if they can really put the European credentials and show them off to the world because as we saw last season, when the going gets really tough for Tottenham, sometimes they just falter and they, you know, they lose. Last season against Juventus, they had every window of oppor- they had the greatest window of opportunity to upset uh, the Italian champions and they just choked at the end so I'd be, I'm very excited to see that Barcelona game uh, that Inter Milan Tottenham game of course that was the famous Gareth Bale game uh, from many years back when he scored a hat trick in the second half um, I'm very curious to see how that's going we haven't seen Inter Milan in the Champions League for a few years now and it's fun to see them back Inter is always one of the best you know, European pedigree teams in the world um, and I'm extremely excited to see how Herving Lozano plays against uh, higher competition in the Champions League I hope he can Perform So that he can earn that big money move to, I don't know, maybe an Arsenal or Liverpool next season. So I'd be really curious to see how he performs. Um, Talking about Group D, that's going to be pretty interesting because one of Man City, Bayern, Barca, maybe even Madrid is going to get this very easy round of 16 matchup with either Galatasaray, Moscow, Porto or Shalka. And like, I, it, I find that very interesting because it's, it's, it's so weak. I think, I think Porto is probably the best team there. Weston McKinney's Schalke. Uh, you know, we can have another American into the round of 16, get him good, valuable champions league experience. Um, obviously no one from group D is going to win the champions league, or I would, I, I don't believe any of those teams are really going to make it to, uh, the quarterfinals unless something crazy yeah. happens. But, uh, I really like that group a, uh, Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Dortmund, Monaco, uh, that group is, looks awesome. I'm really curious to see how Dortmund plays this year. Uh, they've they've had a good start to the Bundesliga life. I want Christian Pulisic to have a really good season. Um, Atletico Madrid is one of the most stubborn defensive teams in the world, so I'm very curious about that group as well. I mean, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a barnstormer. Oh, that Dor- Dor- Dortmund Monaco match, which is another matchup that I'm really excited to see. Yeah, those
1: are going to be tough games in Group A. You know, Atletico against Monaco to open it up. Thomas Lamar returning to his old home ground when Atletico go to the Stade Louis II for their match at Monaco. Um, Yeah, with Group D, none of the—I mean, there's going to be two cupcake round of 16 games. So you could have two teams from the same group get to the quarterfinals and also— the likes of Napoli, Liverpool, or PSG is going to be in the Europa League. So that spells trouble for Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, taking a look at some of the other groups we haven't mentioned, I mean, Real Madrid with Roma, CSK Moscow, and Victoria Pilsen, they should be finishing in first. Roma should be finishing in second in that group. I think there's there's no question about that, and everyone's probably agreeing. Manchester City, once again, getting an easy group. Donetsk, Lyon, and Hoffenheim, they should potentially win all of their games. Donetsk did beat them last year in the group stage, and I think Donetsk is a legitimate quarterfinal Cinderella story, maybe semifinal, because they have, they always have performed pretty well in the Champions League. And then Group B, e, Bayern Munich. It looks easy on paper, but it might be pretty difficult with Benfica, uh, a revitalized Ajax team with Dusan Tadic, and then AEK Athens. Athens will be the punching bag of this group, probably going to lose all their games, maybe get a point or one win. But Benfica and Ajax, I think, are going to battle for second place. And Bayern is one of those teams that people are looking at where you don't necessarily think they're a favorite to win at all because you have PSG now, you have Liverpool, you have Barca and Juve and Madrid. Bayern is kind of looked at, you know, sort of to the side now because, you know, they dominated the Bundesliga. They did get to to the semis of the Champions League last year, but it's not like they, you know, performed super well. It's not like they had a very tough opposition to get to the semifinals so we'll have to see what byron is made out of once they get out of the group and get a tough matchup but overall there's a lot of teams in here that have the caliber of winning but none of them are in group d
0: no not at all but uh let's talk a little bit about the epl representation in this tournament um we have you know manchester united manchester city liverpool and tottenham uh Pretty good, pretty good teams. Obviously, there's some of the better teams in England, except for maybe Manchester United. But I have to ask you, right now, after seeing where these teams have been put, who do you think is going to go the deepest into the Champions League and maybe even win it, if you had to pick?
1: Right. Well... It's hard to say with the Champions League, like because you don't have the way the World Cup works, where you play the first place or second place team in the group next to you, if that was the case. Manchester United would play Real Madrid in the round of 16, and Tottenham could play Atletico. Liverpool would maybe get Locomotive Moscow. So it's tough to say, but right now, between the four teams... Based on the groups and based on the draws, I would probably have to say Manchester City because just knowing their recent luck when it comes to the Champions League draw, they are probably going to have an easy road to the quarterfinals. I could foresee Manchester City getting a team out of Group D in the round of 16. And then I could maybe see them get a an easier opponent in the quarterfinals. But once we get to the final eight, that's when we're pretty much going to have six to seven favorites, I think, remaining in the tournament. I don't think there's going to be too many Cinderella teams getting to the quarterfinals. Roma was kind of that team last year, but now Roma considered more of a, a top dog. Not really top, more like a medium dog. But Manchester City, knowing their luck, I think they can get to the quarterfinals easy, maybe the semis. But... Depending on their results in the Premier League, if they, don't, uh, if they don't storm the Premier League or if they're in a position where they're going to have to grind through to get results to just stay in first place rather than being up by 19 points by the time they get to the round of 16, who knows? Maybe Man City struggles in Europe a little bit. And then Liverpool has a tough draw. Tottenham has a tough draw. Manchester United has a tough draw. Not going to be easy for the English teams.
0: No, not at all. I mean, that, Manchester City's basically, they've conquered everything that they could do in England. But, of course, when it comes to the European opposition, they have struggled uh, the last couple of seasons. Of course, they lost to Kylian Mbapp and uh, Monaco a couple of years ago. And then last season, Liverpool thumped them. So uh, it, it, they really have something to prove. And I, I would consider them a favorite. And they got very lucky to get... A basically a pretty easy group. I know that Leon is not, you know, the most easy team in the world, but they just sold their best player uh, to Real Madrid and Shakhtar Donetsk is a, they're a talented team, of course, and they have beaten Man City before, so we'll have to wait and see, but I, I, th- I still think Man City, if I had to pick a team that I think could win it all from England or, you know, go the furthest, I would probably say Man City just because of the quality of their draw. Um, let's, let's, let's do our predictions. So, uh, give me your top two teams from each group and then we're going to move on to the Europa League.
1: What do you think? All right, so speed round. So Group A, I think that Atletico will come in first and Dortmund will come in second. In uh, Group B, I'll go with... I'll be a bit naughty. Tottenham first, Inter second. I think Barcelona doesn't get out of the group. Barcelona goes to the Europa League. Uh, that's that's, uh, my, that's my shocker. What? Uh, what? Yeah, that that that's my shocker.
0: That's like... You could make a lot of bets in this world, man, but that is not a bet that you will make any money on. That's a horrible pick. I'm not
1: not making the bet. I'm not putting (laughs) money on it. So I can say Tottenham first, Inter second. I think Barca comes in third. I've got, uh, I'll say PSG first, Liverpool second in Group C. In Group D, I'm going to go with Porto to come in first. I'll go with Galatasaray to finish second. I'm not not too big on Schalke. Bayern first in Group E. I think Benfica will finish in second. Man City and Donetsk, top two in Group F. and Group G, go, give me Madrid and Roma. And then in Group H, the way Man U is playing right now, I would pick Valencia, but I think United will eventually get it together. United in second, behind Juve in first.
0: Wow, I, I'm still in shock by the the whole Barcelona not coming in, not even nope. coming in second. This is shocking.
1: Not even coming in second. Well, I,
0: I I will. Well, let's see who's right on this one. But I'll, I'll say in Group A, I'm going to pick Dortmund to come in first. I think they're pretty good. Uh, Madrid will come in second. Monaco will go in third. Uh, Barcelona comes in first. Tottenham comes in second. Inter comes in third. Uh, Group C, I'm going to pick PSG to come in first. Liverpool to come in second. Napoli will go to the Europa League. In Group D, which I guess is hard, I'm gonna pick Galatasaray to come in first, and I'm gonna say Porto to come in second. Group E, I'm gonna pick Bayern and Ajax. Uh, I just I really like how Ajax has been playing. Uh, Group F, Man City, and I'm not gonna pick Shakhtar. I'm gonna pick Leon. I don't I'm not really like confident in that pick, but I just I like Leon, and I hope they do well. Uh, Group G, I'm gonna say Madrid Roma. Group H, I really don't want to put Man United in there, but I'm gonna say Juventus and United. Valencia is a very good team. They're underrated. They just signed uh, that Gonzalo Guedes from Portugal. Uh, he was their star player last season on loan from PSG. Now he's a permanent player there. So I think they're gonna be. They had a kind of a tough start to the season in La Liga, but in Europe with that crowd, uh, the atmosphere, they have a real chance to come in second. Uh, but I'll still pick Man United. Meg, my God, I'm still in shock by that Barcelona pick. That's, that's I, crazy. I,
1: I had to... I'm going yeah. big. You I gotta just tweet that think, out. Right. I just think that, yes, while Barcelona has some fantastic players and are really, really good, I think that Tottenham is going to get it together and get. they're going to get wins against PSV. I think Tottenham will get at least one draw against Barca and they'll beat Inter once or twice. But I think that Perisic and Inter... This is the year where they just have to prove everyone that they are back, that they are going to be in this competition for the long haul, and they're going to be in the position where they were in 2010, close to winning it. Inter Milan, has this is their chance to, to prove everyone they're back, and I think Barcelona is going to start to have a bit of a downfall in Europe. Last year's loss to Roma, I think, is the beginning of the end.
0: I don't want to dwell on it. I think you know you can make your picks whatsoever. I'll do want to push back a little bit on Inter Milan. The problem with Inter Milan is that their coach is Luciano Spalletti, who is a former Roma coach, um, and he's while well, he's a talented coach he has this tendency to over-attack with his teams, leaving them very vulnerable at the back. And we've seen that in previous Champions Leagues, if you're going to beat Barcelona, if you're going to beat Tottenham, you really need need to be you know strong at the back. And I'm not sure that Inter Milan is going to be able to do that. But, you know, I can't wait for the games. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But let's move on to the Europa League, uh, where we have two major EPL teams that are playing in the Europa League this season with Arsenal and Chelsea. Arsenal is in Group E with Sporting Lisbon. Vorksla, Poltava, which I had never heard of until today, and Korabag, who they played last season. Uh, that's in Group B. In Group L, Chelsea got a very easy draw, perhaps the easiest draw of any of the teams
1: from uh, Pot 1. They got. I don't know if it's so easy, actually.
0: Well, I'll, we'll get to it. We'll, let's, we'll, let's discuss it. But they got P.A.OK from Greece. They got Molviti and they got Bate Borisov. So, I don't know. Tell me, tell me why you think Chelsea didn't get such an easy draw.
1: Well the reason I say that is because the three teams that Chelsea drew in their group all are in the Europa League because they didn't make it to the Champions League. So these are teams that were good enough in their leagues to almost qualify for the Champions League so that's why I think that Chelsea's draw is not the easiest. Obviously caliber team wise Chelsea should be dominating this group probably winning every game even with their reserves and their youngsters out there. But I think compared to Arsenal Chelsea has a harder draw. Arsenal's the best team they're playing is Sporting Lisbon. They are going to finish second in that group. Uh, Korobag and the fourth team, who I can't remember the name of because I've never <laughs> heard of until today or Vortzla, two days ago. poltava It's a crazy team. I
0: think they're from uh, Azerbaijan.
1: Uh, so two Aziri, wait. No, wait, no. They're, then they're
0: not. No, they they're from Ukraine.
1: They're from Ukraine. Ukraine, okay. Because Korobag is Korobag not Aziri is from team. Yeah. Right. So our Arsenal Sporting are the top two in Group B. Meanwhile, in Group L, Chelsea should be winning the group, but second place is totally up for grabs between PAOK, Bate, and uh, Molviti of Hungary. So Group L is way open. But there's some really fun groups in the Europa League this year. Group B is a really difficult group. Two Red Bull teams. I never saw I'd see the day. Red Bull Salzburg and Red Bull Leipzig, along with uh, Celtic and Rosenborg of Norway. I like the look of that group a lot. Group F, you've got Olympiacos, AC Milan, and Real Betis. That is a really tough group. And also Group H, Lazio Marseille, who were the runners-up last year, and Eintracht Frankfurt of Germany. So there's a lot of groups in there that have some multiple teams from the big leagues in Europe. But looking looking at the teams in the Europa League, I would say that only four teams in here can win it all. Chelsea, Arsenal, Sevilla, and I think AC Milan. Marseille maybe, but Arsenal, AC Milan, Sevilla, Chelsea are my four favorites. And then whichever team finishes third in Group C in the Champions League, I think will also be considered a favorite.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of an Arsenal draw, this is not the best-case scenario, but it's not a worst-case scenario. Sporting Lisbon is a very talented team. Uh, Of course, they have Bas Dost, the Netherlands striker who has been breaking records and scoring high goals to the level of Messi and Ronaldo, but he's been doing it in the Portuguese League, so he's not really noticed as much, unless you're Gabriel Marcotti. But uh, I think think Arsenal should be able to, not cruise, but they should be able to get all their points that they need to come in first in this group, worry about uh, possible, you know, third place teams later on. But uh, I love that group F. I think Milan is a flawed team that has a lot of talent. I think they're probably going to have to fire their coach Catuso very soon because it just doesn't seem like they understand how to properly use all their players. Um, Real Betis was one of the best stories from La Liga last season. I love their style of play. I think it's extremely exciting. Uh, they never, they, it's just like score more than the other team. It doesn't matter if they score on us. Olympiacos is trying to get back to its former glory. And you you forgot to mention the best named team in all of the Europa League, De Lange. I don't know how, from, uh, I think it's uh, Luxembourg, which is, awesome i'm extremely excited for that yeah they're Uh, in
1: the same group with milan
0: yeah so that's going to be cool uh chelsea should be fine uh chelsea i still i still think they got the easiest group it's just in terms of pure quality they're the pot one team that got them the easiest opposition Uh, i think they're going to be fine and i think you know they're going to have a pretty clear path to at least the round of 16 without having to worry about any real competition same with arsenal but uh my question to you is this is an interesting year. Chelsea and Arsenal are pretty high-pedigree English teams. You have the four teams in the Champions League that, you know, depending on who you ask, they could they could be considered favorites or not. Do you think this is the year that England is able to supplant Spain as the top country in Europe when it comes to
1: teams in European competition? I don't think we're there yet. I think it's getting closer and closer but the Premier League is just so competitive that it's hard for English teams to really put their best foot forward sometimes in Europe because the title race is usually so close, whereas in Spain, Barca or Madrid is running away with the title or they're the only two that are within the race, so Sevilla and Atletico can focus on winning the Europa League or even getting far in the Champions League, so I don't think we're quite there yet. I think it's more likely that Chelsea or Arsenal win the Europa League if we don't if we see one of the big Champions League teams that gets to the round of 32 get knocked out early if the likes of if Napoli or Monaco even if Liverpool came in third unheard of right if Liverpool come in third go to the Europa League Liverpool should be making it to the final with the squad that they have and the European experience that they have after making the Champions League final last year they should be winning the Europa League if they came in third. But another team that I wanted to mention worth pointing out for the Europa League, Steven Gerrard's Rangers are back in a really tough group with Spartak Moscow, Rapid Vienna, and Villarreal in Group G. That's going to be a really interesting group to see. A lot of people are going to be talking about Rangers and Stevie G managing in Europe now rather than playing in Europe. So we'll see what the Scottish teams do. We've got two of them. We'll see what the English teams do. we got two of those it's going to be an interesting European season, and I can't wait for it to start in, uh what, three weeks, mid-September?
0: Yeah, around mid-September is when we're going to start getting our first Champions League and Europa League games. I think I want to speak a little bit about that Rangers. I would be really happy if we could get a Rangers Celtic round of 32 or round of 16 matchup pretty early in this competition it would just be you know European competition with the greatest rivalry in Scotland and one of the best rivalries in the world so I I'm I'm desperate for something like that but we're gonna have to wait and Brendan see Brendan
1: Rogers against Steven Gerrard too
0: oh my goodness that it's just the storylines right themselves we really need this but uh I think if you you know gun to your head which team has a better chance of winning the Europa League Chelsea or Arsenal
1: Chelsea, no question. I got Chelsea all the way. I don't think. I think Arsenal winning a European competition with a full time first year manager is just difficult because you're just getting in tune with the squads, and Unai Emery is going to have to figure out which players he wants to play on those Thursdays. And if he's going to run into any Thursdays where you've got a Europa League game, maybe against, you know, Sporting Lisbon, who's not so bad, and then, you know, two or three days later, you have to play a yeah, top six side in the Premier League. We'll have to look at the schedules and see what kind of issues they could run into. You know, Liverpool is going to be playing some top six sides in the Premier League. they got to play Chelsea in the Carabao Cup, and they've got to play like PSG and Napoli. So their schedule is really tough for about a month and a half. If Arsenal run into that issue, I think they might struggle. Whereas for Chelsea, I think that, Sorry, ha- has managed in Europe a lot before with Napoli. While Emery has won with Sevilla in the Europa League, uh, I think Sarri and Chelsea's squad is better built to last for those weekends where you've got to play a game on Thursday and then you've got to play a game on a Saturday or a Sunday, even a Monday night for the Premier League, um, especially with Eden Hazard. I mean, the Eden Hazard is the best player in the Europa League. So Chelsea have the best player in the entire competition.
0: I think you're right But I do feel, you know, I do want to push back on something is that, you know, Unai Emery, yes, he's a first time manager, but so is Mauricio Sarri. Um, he's also going to have to deal with growing pains with his team. I know they've had a better start to the season and sorry, he's probably a better coach than Unai Emery, but Emery has a lot of experience winning the Europa League. He won it three times with Sevilla. This is his competition. I feel like he'll be able to prepare his team properly. And I do think that they'll be able to at least perform better than they did last season. And they performed pretty well last season in the Europa League. So I still think Arsenal has a very good chance of winning the, the Europa League this season. Um, I think they're just slightly behind Chelsea, but not by much. But uh, I think that's I think that's enough talk about the Champions League and Europa League draws. It's going to be really fun to talk about it when the actual games come about. But uh, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about... We're just going to do really quickly our predictions for the upcoming EPL weekend. It's match week four. Like I said earlier, it's, a, it's the last week before the first international break. Um, I think it's a great weekend. It's probably the best slate of games we've had so far. Would you agree?
1: Um, I think there's an interesting mix in there for sure, but honest I thought last week had some really interesting matches too, but this week there's a couple that just pop out, especially with, you know, Manchester United, the stakes that they have in their match at Burnley. Watford and Tottenham are both perfect playing each other. City against a struggling Newcastle. Arsenal maybe a chance to get a huge win against Cardiff. Chelsea Bournemouth is a really good game, so you might be right that it's the best slate just based on the storylines we have, but from a pure game standpoint, not looking at like the results, I thought Week 2 had some really good ones because you had a couple London derbies, you had uh, City against Huddersfield, Liverpool-Crystal Palace has their history. But match day four will be a nice way to uh, send us off into the UEFA Nations League international break.
0: I agree. All right, let's just get into the prediction. So first game on our slate is Leicester City versus Liverpool. James Madison against Liverpool's Red Army. What do you got?
1: I say Liverpool remains perfect, but they do concede their first goal of the season. I got a 2-1 win for Liverpool. Not knocking Leicester, though. I think Leicester could legitimately if they continue to win games against lower opposition, they could legitimately finish in the top six.
0: Yeah, we're we're basically in agreement. I think Liverpool is going to win 3-1. Uh, I also think they're going to concede their first goal of the season. I think James Madison is a real player to watch in this game, uh, and he's really my player to watch for this entire weekend because of it. But uh, let's move on. Probably my favorite game of the weekend, Chelsea versus Bournemouth. Surprise, Bournemouth. What do you have?
1: I think this is where Bournemouth surprises stop. I think Chelsea gets some serious revenge on them after Bournemouth beat them in February. Chelsea wins at home
0: 3-1. I do think that Chelsea's going to win, but I think Bournemouth is going to continue to surprise. They've been playing excellent these last couple weeks. I think they're going to keep that momentum until the international break, and I think they're going to lose, though, 3-2, and it's going to be a close game throughout. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, they always play Chelsea well, so I'm going with that. All right, Brighton versus Fulham in Brighton, which is important. So what do you got?
1: This should be uh, not a flashy Fulham like we saw last week, but it'll be a Fulham that wins. Another win for the Cottagers. They beat Brighton on the road 1-0.
0: I'm going to go with Brighton winning 2-1. Brighton is one of the best home teams in the Premier League. They always are managed to make these expressive teams struggle when they come over to the Amex Stadium. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 Brighton victory over Fulham. Fulham still needs time. I know they had a great game last week, but I still think they need a little bit of time before they can become what they really can be. So uh, let's go Everton versus Huddersfield. Maybe the worst game of the weekend, but it's still
1: kind of interesting. What do you have? Everton should win, even without Richarlison. Theo Walcott might be the, the most informed player in the league right now, just because of the goals and the assists. He's just been everywhere on the pitch for this Everton team. I think they'll win 2 0 against Huddersfield. Huddersfield is nowhere near good enough to beat Everton.
0: Absolutely agreed. I say 1 0 Everton. I think it's going to be a pretty boring game. All right, Crystal Palace versus Southampton. I might shock you with my uh, prediction.
1: So that means Southampton's going to win or Crystal Palace is going to win like 6-0 because you're obsessed with Crystal Palace. No, I say a tie, 1-1. Uh, okay. I think South I also I think have South 1-1. Ha- right, because I, I have Southampton sort of, uh, they're building themselves up. They're starting to develop a bit of a game plan. They're starting to figure out how to score some goals. They got a win against Brighton in the Carabao Cup this week. They almost beat Everton, or not Everton, they almost beat Leicester, or got a point against them last weekend, so I think it'll be a draw. While Palace has Zaha, the rest of their team is really not performing that well.
0: I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, I think Crystal Palace was a little unlucky last week against Wofford, although Wofford was a better team that, that day. Uh, but I also think Southampton is improving week to week. I thought they had a really good game against Leicester, but just, you know, Harry Maguire is just a kind of a force of nature sometimes. So I think Southampton is going to get a point here, uh, steadily rise up the table. I don't know if they're going to get relegated this season quite yet, but I do think it's going to be a 1-1 draw as well. Um, let's go with a, probably one of the more interesting matchups of the weekend, West Ham versus
1: Wolverhampton. What do you got? battle of the w's uh w for west ham they finally get points i got a 2-1 win for west ham they're at home if they mess up then pellegrini's in a lot of <laughs> is in some serious trouble but i got west ham winning
0: I don't like that we're agreeing so much. I have the exact same scoreline. I think 2-1 West Ham. I think they finally get their first victory Wolverhampton. While they were impressive against uh Man City, I do think that they still need a little bit of time to gel. Um and I think West Ham is, they were they played very well against Arsenal and I think they're going to they can repeat that performance against Wolverhampton and win. Right. Um but you but, know, hopefully West Ham can win or else Pellegrini uh, might get fired. But uh let's move mm-hmm. on.
1: Man City versus Newcastle. This should be easy. I'll give my pick, but first, let's uh see how we did last weekend I got six games right and I did predict one score line perfectly I did say Leicester would beat Southampton 2-1 do you remember how you did
0: yeah I got uh six right as well and I got the Leicester Southampton score line cr- perfect 2-1 as well what
1: is going on with us man we're like the same person right now it's, okay I don't man like C- it Man City beats Newcastle 3-1 do you have the same score I
0: do not I have 3-0 Manchester City
1: Okay, so they don't concede. I, I think they'll concede one goal. They'll be up three nothing. Give up a goal in like in the ninetieth minute.
0: I don't think the refs. I think the refs are going to notice if DeAndre Yedlin elbows uh, Olivier Giroud. So I don't think Newcastle is going to be able to get a goal. Plus, Man City. I think. You know, whenever they lose a game or they tie a game and they drop points, the next week they tend to come out, you know, full guns blazing and they tend to really overmatch any team they're up against. I don't think Newcastle is going to get 6-0, obviously, but I do think that a comprehensive 3-0 victory is in the books uh, for them. But let's move on to Sunday. Uh, Arsenal versus Cardiff City. This should be a weird game, but uh, what's your scoreline?
1: I got 2-0 Arsenal. I think this is the game where Aubameyang and Lacazette finally start to maybe get a goal or really get some good chances on net. Neil Etheridge, I think, is going to make a lot of saves, and he is going to continue to have a phenomenal start to the season, but this is the time where Cardiff will concede, but they will still be without a goal in the league.
0: I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal. I do think that Arsenal will concede because Arsenal's defense is so porous right now. Cardiff City could, you know, attack their set pieces and Arsenal still hasn't proved that they're a great set piece team. So I'm going to say that Cardiff City gets their first goal, but I hope Aubameyang and Lacazette can go into the international break with a couple goals in their uh, belt. So I'm going to go with a 3-1 victory. I think Arsenal's a better team than Cardiff City, and I think it's going to be m- maybe a little tricky, but I think they'll still win. Uh, this is a big game... Obviously, maybe not in terms of teams against teams, but Burnley versus Manchester United has a lot at stake for Manchester United. Burnley just recently got eliminated from the Europa League by Olympiacos. So now they're all their focus is on the Premier League this season. Uh, maybe they can perform a little better. I'm not sure. But uh, what do you have? What's your scoreline?
1: This is too much for Man United to lose. They're going to win 3-1. Joe Hart is back to West Ham form. He was playing like he was in Birmingham form. Um, early in the season, but now he's in West Ham form. Burnley have conceded 11 goals in their last four games. Manchester United are in a position where they have have to win if they want to even, you know, fathom finishing in the top six. If they don't win on Sunday, if they even get a draw, top six is going to be very difficult. Getting in the top 10 is probably where I would place them. If they didn't win this game, they have to win. They're going to win 3-1.
0: I, I've been I've gone back and forth with this prediction with this team. I have no idea. I've been wanting to give it a 1-1 draw. I wanted to give it a 3-1 to Man United, but I'm ultimately going to finish with a 2-1 victory for Manchester United. It's going to be tricky. I think Burnley's going to come out to play. They're going to be obviously disappointed from the Europa League, but they're going to try to at least put more misery on, Man- on Manchester United and I wouldn't be shocked if Burnley goes up first uh, but Manchester United is able to come back and win the match but a uh, lot you know this is, this is bad times for Man United that I actually had to worry whether they could actually beat a team like Burnley so uh, let's move on to the final matchup maybe the best matchup according to you I think Watford one of the surprise teams a team that's currently in fourth place against Tottenham one of the best teams in England and maybe even one of the best teams in the world at this moment in time what's your scoreline?
1: Yeah, the battle of the perfect sides, the Hornets and the uh, the Spurs, 2-0 to Spurs. I think Tottenham is going to continue to perform well. Lucas Moura might have played his way to being the regular starting right winger for Tottenham without Sun Hyung-min on the team. I think Lucas continues to perform well. While this will be a, a tough uh, result for Watford, I still think that They're going to be able to get some more wins, but they've got a tough schedule upcoming. They're playing Man United in Match Day 5 after the international break. Then they're at Fulham, and then they play against Arsenal at the Emirates. So Watford is not going to have a very easy schedule. They might have a few losses, but once they start to play against the mid-table, the relegation teams, I think they'll continue winning. But Tottenham's too good right now. So with my picks, Tottenham stays perfect. Uh, Liverpool stays perfect, too. So does Chelsea. So we will have three teams with 12 points by the end of this weekend.
0: I'm going to go with Tottenham also winning. However, I think it's going to be a little harder for the Spurs than you're probably giving credit to. I think it's going to be 3-2. Uh, it's going to be an entertaining game. It's going to be at Vicarage Road. Watford is going to be up for the game. It's another. It's a slight London dar- derby, not exactly the same as other ones, but I think Watford is prepared. I love how they're playing right now. I love their 4-2-2 uh, Kind of formation. I love how it, you know, kind of. I've I've been watch, I've been reading a lot and watching a lot of their tape to just kind of see how they're playing. And I think it's really interesting, very Spanish style system. I think it's going to be great, uh, great matchup. But I still think Tottenham is going to win. They just have too much talent. And while I think Wofford could scare them and Pereira might get another goal, I still think that Harry Kane and company are going to be able to just. Completely, you know, just get the victory at the end and go into the international break on a high note. But uh, yeah, more, we're more or less on the same page with almost everything. The only things where we really disagreed on uh, were Brighton versus Fulham. And I guess, you yeah, know, basically that, I guess, and some of the score lines. That's so. it. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to see. <laughs> People are going to really give us a lot of crap if we just miss all these, uh,
1: <laughs> all these score lines. Right, and before we go, just wanted to uh, do a little bit of Carabao Cup talk because there was some really funky results this week, Esteban. Like, you know, Newcastle lost to Nottingham Forest. Rondon tied it in the 90th minute, but then Nottingham scored in the 95th to win the game, and they won 3-1. And then uh, I think Stoke beat... Uh, Huddersfield, Barahino scored. I think we mentioned that on Tuesday. And then the Bakuna had one of the worst on goals you'll we'll see. But the third round draw is out. There's some really good matchups. I mean, Liverpool's going to play Chelsea two straight games because they play in the league. I believe that's Sunday before they play each other in the Carabao Cup because those games are going to be on September the 25th. So that's an all-Premier League matchup. Everton's going to play Southampton. They played recently in the Premier League. Wolves are going to play Leicester. They played each other recently. West Brom against Crystal Palace should be cool. Guess who Tottenham gets to play in the third round of the Carabao Cup? They get to play Watford again, this time at home. Maybe they finally play at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Probably not, though. They said the stadium won't be ready for another few months, possibly. And uh, the one that I'm really... Stoked about Man United against Derby. Why? Frank Lampard managing against Manchester United. That should be a blast. And also a London Derby between Millwall and Fulham.
0: Yeah, the Millwall Fulham game is going to be fun. Millwall is one of those crazy teams that I just love watching for some reason. They're not like fun to watch, but their fans are genuinely criminals. Like they're just crazy people. Uh, So that's going to be a fun London derby. Uh, Carabao Cup is pretty decent this season. I know Arsenal is playing Brentford, which is not you know the most exciting matchup, but something easier for Unai Emery's men to maybe get used to the season and get used to the tactics. Um, Chelsea Liverpool obviously is going to be a lot of fun. I'm very interested to see with you know all these European competitions and just the added level of quality within the Premier league if there are going to be as many upsets or if you know the English teams are going to or on the top flight teams are really going to put so many of their resources into playing in the Carabao Cup we always have to have asked that question every year but uh that ESPN plus subscription that's coming out pretty good because I I want to watch a lot of these games
1: oh yeah the showing Carabao Cup on ESPN plus I totally forgot about that yeah. They also are going to have FA Cup and Serie A. Yeah, that's going to come up clutch. Oh, and then yeah. BR, you got to get BR Live for the Champions League. I don't know if I'm going to pay the full monthly subscription, but definitely pay for the one-off games. But with the first match day coming up, there's going to be the multiple kickoff times. I'm pretty sure they're going to show Tottenham and Inter, and then Liverpool PSG must be on TNT. If Liverpool PSG isn't on TNT, then I officially am boycotting TNT soccer coverage.
0: No, that definitely, that's like one of the most marquee matchups you could ever get. I mean, that's a possible Champions League final. I mean, that, that has to be televised. And that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I think we've got a great European season coming up. I think the Premier League this season, I, to me, it's been a better start in general. Just the quality of the opposition and the teams in the Premier League this season feels higher than it's been in a couple of years, especially with Wolverhampton and Fulham. Um, I'm really excited. I think this international break is coming at the right time. I'm excited for the Nations League uh, next week. We're going to be talking about the Nations League and other international competitions since we're not going to have any Premier League uh, games, you know, during the weekend. But uh, you know, keep coming onto the feed, keep listening to us. We're very excited. Hopefully, we can uh, get all the predictions right so people can know us as uh, Nostradamus. We'll have to come up with a nickname, Mori. That's your assignment for next week. Come up with a nickname for our predictions. But uh, uh, come up,
1: come up with a nickname for our predictions. Yeah,
0: we have to have a little. We have to become like a Nostradamus or something. I don't know.
1: Oh, ha. Huh. I have no clue. I'll have to think of that. That's
0: why you got homework. All right. But thank you so much for listening. I
1: have real homework.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, then I'll do it for you. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you so much for continuing to listen to our feed. Keep reading us on thetopflight.com, and we'll see you guys next week.